Chemistry is an odd word. In the world of science, it implies the mixing of elements and materials to achieve a desired substance or outcome. The metaphor is used commonly to describe partnerships, relationships, romances, and it's a common word used for sports teams with quips about locker room chemistry, game chemistry, and coach-player relationships. But is there really such a thing? Is it just something that happens, or can it be calculated and achieved by known formulas? When Jared Bednar starts changing the lineup combinations halfway through a game that isn't achieving his desired outcome, he's a bit of an alchemist. He's a guy who understands what the elements are, and he puts them together to experiment and see what comes out of it. And you never really know what's going to come out of it, because most of these elements are unstable at best. And when I use the word alchemist, I'm specifically using it in place of scientists, because there's a bit of magic to it. There's a bit of the unknown, and there's a bit of art to what's happening there. If it was science, we'd have the formula and everyone would use the same formula because it would be the best formula to get things done. But with unknown elements and the need for a little bit of magic and chemistry and alchemy, the best you can do is throw something out there and see what sticks. So let's apply this to the Avalanche now. The Avalanche have lost two of their main pieces. You could even argue that one of them is the catalyst to everything working in the formula. On first glance, that sounds crazy that one person or two people could be so important to a team full of paid individuals, the best of the best of the best in the entire world at the game of hockey. How can two people be so important to the chemistry, the alchemy, and the magic that a team has? The real answer is, I don't know, but it's happening for sure. The lack of Rantanen, the lack of Landeskog has made every other amazing element that we have, skill player, role player, people who were getting it done just five games ago, seem irrelevant, seem like they don't belong playing the games against the teams that they're playing. And while those might sound like some harsh words, I don't know that the players would say it any differently. I think that they realize as well that something isn't working. Now, they're trying to trust the process, they're trying to embrace the awkward, and they're trying to do what their coach is telling them to do. But remember, he's guessing. He's looking for magic too. He doesn't have the formula, he's trying to find it. And the best that we can ask for is that everybody buy in to what the leader of the team is asking them to do. And where this really starts to fall apart is when one of the people on the team decides that they're more magical than the rest of the team and they're going to take it all upon themselves to go out there and win games for everyone on their behalf because they're that magical. And for being honest again, some of them are that good. They can steal you a game. Groovy can steal you a game from the net. Matt can steal you a game when he takes it over on the ice. But when the other teams know what to look for and they know how to play against one player, it becomes really hard to beat an entire team that's playing as a team because they have the elusive chemistry. And here's where it gets even more strange, complex, and annoying. The players and the coaches aren't the only elements. There's this thing called confidence that everyone feeds off of. And if there's not enough confidence, people don't do the things that they're the best at doing. People don't take the advantage when they have the advantage. They don't take the shot when they have the shot. They hesitate. And hesitating for just a split second in this league means that you're not going to get the opportunity, the puck's going to get stopped, or you're not going to make that pass. And so just when all of this seems pretty hopeless that we just don't have all the pieces we need in our chemistry set, here's how you can get what you need. Here's how you can start when you don't know where to start. Start with winning the puck battles. Start with doing the little things. How can you score if you don't have the puck? How can you get down to the other end of the ice if you don't have possession of the puck? How can you do anything if all you're ever doing is defending the puck going in your net? You're going to have a really hard time scoring from your own zone. So what then? What do you do? Do you throw your hands up and say, yep? We're no good without those other two elements. We can't do a thing. Or do you maybe just do the small things? Do you maybe just get that puck? Do you go into the corner? Do you sacrifice your body a little bit to buy time for the next guy coming in who's supporting you to get the puck? Can you get the puck out of your own zone? Maybe don't be so fancy. 
Maybe take every shot that you get so you put pucks on net because you never know what's going to happen and it only takes one little flubber of a shot to build a little bit of confidence and one small win leads to another small win and the next thing you know, you're rolling. This is my guess. This is my hypothesis. This is what I would do if I was the alchemist, if I was the coach, if I was the scientist. But I'm not. And the best that I can do is argue with all of you on Twitter about what I think should be done or how we should maybe try something like play simple hockey again for a little bit. So I say all of that to say that when you don't know where to start and nothing's working right, start with the simplest thing possible. Make that work two times in a row and you have this thing called momentum. Momentum builds confidence and confidence builds goals. Goals win games and I think that's where we need to start with the simple stuff. Okay, that's about as serious as I can take this, but I was having some fun thinking about this. Those people on Twitter who were having a fit, what happened before Twitter? Did they just yell at their significant other? Did they yell at the wall? Was the dog running out of the room? Like, what happened? Did people really lose their minds before Twitter? Or did Twitter make people lose their minds? Either way, it's highly entertaining, and I engage as much as the next person. But I'm fully aware that I'm not the coach. I'm just a fan. And a lot of times, I'm just saying things because I got my feelings hurt. When a call doesn't go our way, I get pissed off about it. If I see somebody make a great point on why I was wrong, sometimes I'm pissed off about that too. But it doesn't take me long to remember that this is a long ride. This is a long season. There's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. We were never really going to go 82-0. and Even though for a brief moment I really thought we could, my better judgment tells me I'm dumb about these things. The best that we can do is enjoy the ride. And I think that that's what everybody should be doing right now. But the ride wouldn't be any fun without people losing their minds and talking a lot of shit on Twitter. So to all of you, just keep being you. Okay, let's talk about Big Z for a minute. Everyone gets mad at Big Z for being Big Z. He's always going to be big. He's always going to take that penalty, at least won a game when he's playing his best hockey. Why are we surprised? When Z loses his mind, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Of course, I'd like him to do it when we have two or three goals on the other team, but he's going to be Big Z. This is the cost of having a Big Z. This is what it means to have a guy out there who can make a ruckus, who can toss people around, and who will challenge an entire bench and point at them as if he's a gladiator in a movie. I would love to see him have better game awareness and not do things when we don't want him to and have him do things when he wants to, but that's not how humans work. You know what I'd also like to see? I'd like to see McCarr put the puck on Nathan McKinnon's stick with some zip. That microsecond of getting that puck there a little bit faster means that he's going to get that puck off even faster and there's a chance for it to go in. And I'll put this on the entire team right now. We have got to get crisper with our passes. Speed means nothing if the puck's moving slow. We can skate as fast as we want, but if we can't get that puck there with some zip on it when it needs to be there so that it beats the other team, we're still not doing the job we need to do. You know what wouldn't matter? It wouldn't matter if we were winning games when Z's out there crushing people and taking the penalty. And let's be honest, some of the penalties are just because he's a big dude, but some of them because he's a big dude making dumb plays. Regardless, if our offense was as good as it was in the beginning of the season and as we all think it should be, it wouldn't be a big deal at all. It'd be a cost that we'd be willing to eat. So in defense of Z, I offer you this. Where can other people step it up? Where can they add to the entire team chemistry? Where can they make this a better team game? If we're playing games that are going to be won or lost on a couple penalties, then we're probably not playing to our best potential. We have some of the best skill in the entire league. So why aren't we looking to the other people to step their game up to? You know who doesn't get enough credit? The people that we don't consider skilled players. The Matt Calverts. The Belzies. The people out there who are hustling or actually winning a puck battle. The unfortunate bit is they win a puck battle and then they can't really get the puck in the net. But to try to put them on a line with somebody who has some skills means that they're not playing as a whole line. Those guys go out there and they win the battles. They get dirty. They grind. They draw penalties. And they're putting the puck on the net as much as anybody else is my guess. 
The holy grail would of course be if we could get that kind of puck battling with the kind of skill that we have on the ice. But I'm not sure it works that way and this has really been something that's bothered me that I'm trying to come to terms with. When I see a skilled player like Kadri out there who can definitely put the puck on the net, he can make a move when he needs to, but then when you see him as the play's going on just kind of coasting around, I can't decide if he's being lazy or if he's out there doing smart work, if he's only getting in position and not wasting his energy until he needs to burst. It's truly something I don't understand, but there's definitely times where I see him out there just kind of loafing around and then having a little face-off fit because things didn't go his way there either. I wish I was smart enough to understand exactly what's going on in his head right there, but I'd like to see him have the same tenacity as our fourth line. I'd like to see McKinnon have the same tenacity as our fourth line. Get in there and do the work, then come out of that corner with the puck and do the skill. If that could happen, I think we'd be in great shape too, but I'm just not sure that those things coexist. And if they do, I'm not sure it's sustainable. That's an awful lot of energy. If you're spending all your energy in the corners, maybe you don't have the energy left to be that skill player. I really don't know. It's so far from my comprehension what these guys are actually doing on the ice at the level that they're doing it. My hunch on this one is that when we see Landeskog come back, when we see Rantanen come back, that line is so dangerous that it's going to make the other team waste all of their energy trying to stop that line, and it's going to make opportunities for our second line, our third line, our fourth line. Or maybe we can match up a line that wears out the other team's top line and we get their second line against our top line. I think that's where the magic's at and I think that's what we're missing. And if we can get that back, I think we're going to see the Avs have the same kind of run they had before. Let's just hope they stay healthy. This and every other podcast that we do is brought to you by AvsFam. AvsFam.com. Awesome hockey shirts for awesome hockey people. In addition to our short form rants, we've been posting some videos that are very Mark Rycroft inspired with their telestrations. And this is the kind of stuff that you're not seeing on the TV. We're not trying to mimic what he's doing, but we're pointing out the things that we catch in the game, the small little things that we think matter that maybe don't make it on primetime TV because they don't end in a goal or a big hit. If you want to check that out, go to coloradohockey.com. Stay awesome.